So good to have you here this morning, and let's go ahead and take our Bibles, and I'd like us to turn to the book of Joshua here to begin with here this morning, again in the Old Testament, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, and then you have the book of Joshua. We're going to begin by looking at a word that's found in Joshua chapter 1, verse number 8. Again, it's a word that's only found once in the Bible, but again, certainly again, one worth consideration uh, this morning. I want to look at, again, just a general subject here today and uh, consider the subject of success. And uh, so much on the subject of success one could talk about. Uh, the subject of success is vast and certainly, again, is defined very many ways. But I want to begin here in Joshua chapter 1. We'll read through more of the chapter here after a little bit. But Joshua chapter 1, verse number 7 the Bible says, Only be strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law, which Moses, his servant, commanded him. Turn not to the right hand, uh, turn not from the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart on thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and thou shalt have good success. I will consider the subject of success here today, and mostly this subject of good success here today. But uh, let's pray as we consider this subject from the Word of God. Father, thank you, Lord, for your Word here today. Thank you again for this uh, subject we can consider here today. And uh, we certainly know there are many different definitions of this, this word success, but we want to consider mainly the success that's defined here as good success or God's success. And as we consider it here today, I pray you to help us again to see this and uh, cling to this kind of success rather than the other successes we might find in the world. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, if you grew up and you were someone who was not able to go to school because you were but 10 years old and your parents couldn't afford it anymore, could you find success? Could you find success? You know, one of our founding fathers by the name of Benjamin Franklin found success. Even though he only was in a regular school until he was 10 years of age. You say, how did he find success? Again, I just want to mention this. He found success by reading and reading. You know, really, readers can find success. He was self-educated. He had to educate himself. His parents couldn't afford for him to go to school. He went on to invent their light, uh, lightning rod and bifocals. I got my bifocals now, so I can thank Ben Franklin for my bifocal. You know, that was a guy who only was educated age 10, in a public kind of a setting. You know, he found success. I mean, the world would say he found success. And we certainly can find success in many different ways. Again, when we think about the success he found, I think of more of what I call an overcomer's success. I mean, we could talk about Oprah Winfrey, and I don't necessarily think a whole bunch about her, but she's found riches and success in this world. Do you know she had a four, at 14 years of age, she had a child. A child later died. 
And she went through all the things she went through, even molestation, and she found in a sense success in this world. I mean, when we think about success, I don't want to say that you can't find success in wealth, and I don't want to say you can't find success in power or popularity, because even the world defines success or prosperity in similar terms. Let's turn to Psalm chapter 73. Someone might say, uh, again, in this world you, you can uh, find success in different occupations, maybe different inventions, maybe uh, different means and, and ways. Uh, some find success, some find failure, some are able to overcome failures, opposite, opposition and, and problems and power and things that come into their life. Again, some start out successful to some degree and then they fail after a while, I get that. Uh, that's easy to find also in this world, but let's look at the word prosperous or success is also mentioned here in the word of God. Psalm 73, we're just going to look at a few verses here. Again, you're probably familiar with this passage. If you're not, it's again a good passage. It deals with, again, someone maybe getting a little disheartened by the prosperity of the wicked. Uh, Psalm 73, verse number three, the Bible says, for I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For there are no bands in their deaths, but their strength is firm. They're not in trouble as other men. Neither are they plagued like other men. Skip down to verse number 12. Behold, these are the ungodly who prosper in this world. They increase in riches. He defines this as prosperity. It is certainly prosperity. I mean, people here again mention that, that here Asaph says, I, I was envious at the prosperity of the wicked where they prosper. Well, he defines it here, at least to some degree, in verse number 12, they prosper in this world, they increase in riches. You know, there's a prosperity, a success that one can attain from, again, gaining riches. One can go from nearly poverty to great power and having a lot of money. It's said of Bill Gates, he failed first at business. He failed first at business. But that led to Microsoft after a while. I'm not a big fan of Bill Gates. <laughs> I'll just be honest with you. But he found prosperity in this world, in riches. The ungodly prosper in this world. They increase in riches. Let's turn to Psalm 37, verse number 25. One could prosper in the realm of wealth or riches. One could go from maybe just a mediocre type of uh, life, etc., maybe where they don't have much, or maybe they do have some, and and they turn out to be someday a billionaire or a millionaire, or whatever it might be. And they think, well, this person has found success. Yes, they have to some degree. As, again, the Bible describes success here as the prosperity of the wicked who grow in their riches. Psalm 37, verse number 25. Psalm 37, verse number 25. The Bible says, I have been old and and now young, and I have not seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. Again, you think about the uh, righteous. It mentions we're not forsaken and we're not beggars of bread. I mean, Bezos, you're familiar with his name. Warren Buffett, you're familiar with his name. Why are you familiar with the name? Because of their wealth, because of their power, 
because of maybe their popularity. Again, someone might have popularity or power today, but it's all gone tomorrow. Power, vigor, health, whatever it might be. Someone might find prosperity at the Olympics this year. They achieve some things they desire to achieve. Again, as we think about success, the Bible defines success as being a favorable or prosperous termination of anything attempted. A favorable or prosperous termination of anything attempted. That's how Webster defines it. That's how the King James Dictionary defines it. And so, again, really it's a prosperous conclusion. Let's turn to 1 Samuel chapter 18. There are many different measures of success. It could be in power. It could be in riches. It could be in popularity. It could be in skill or mastery. Uh, 1 Samuel chapter 18. 1 Samuel chapter 18. Just want to look at this just a little bit here. 1 Samuel chapter 18, starting in verse number 5. David certainly had success when it came to battle. And again, the Bible describes it here in 1 Samuel chapter 18 and uh, verse number 5. It says, And David went out whithersoever Saul sent him, and he behaved himself wisely. And Saul set him over the men of war, and he was accepted in the sight of all the people and also in the sight of Saul's servants. And it came to pass as they came when uh, David was returned from the slaughter of the Philistines that the women came out of all the cities singing and dancing to meet King Saul with tambourines and with joy and with the instruments of music. And the women answered one another as they played and said, Saul hath slain his thousands and David his ten thousands. Both of these men found success in battle. Saul slaying thousands and David ten thousands. Again, as we think about success as a prosperous conclusion to a matter. There are all kinds of successes one could try to strive for. I may not reach, again, the success and power of power, the success of riches and wealth, or the success of popularity, or maybe notoriety, or I may not be able to be that successful when it comes to skills and other things, but is there success that I can achieve, that you can achieve, that anyone can achieve to some degree? Let's turn to Joshua chapter 1. I doubt if any one of us is going to win a gold medal. You may not get a medal of honor for, again, being in war and being in contact and, and again, maybe doing something of valor or, again, something, again, a great achievement there. But we can find ourselves having success nonetheless. I want to consider the success that Joshua talks about. In Joshua chapter 1, I want to begin at verse number 1, because I think, again, this will help us understand this success that's found here. Joshua chapter 1, in verse 1, it says, Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto land which I do give them, even the children of Israel, every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that it shall be given you, as I said unto Moses, from the wilderness of this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, unto this great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life, as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee, I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. 
be strong and of a good courage, for unto the people shalt thou divide for an inheritance of the land, which I swear unto thy fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which the Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do all that is written therein. Then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then shalt thou have good success. You know, I want to consider here this morning another measure of success. Another measure of success is defined here as good success. And again, as we consider this thought here this morning, I want to look into what goes into good success. What goes into this other kind of success? I want to say, first of all, as we consider this good success here, this good success comes from following God by faith. Moses had acted by faith. Joshua had followed him by faith. Joshua was now to lead by faith. And all that Joshua would do, do going to the promised land would require faith, faith in God. The first step in spiritual success, or this success is found here in Joshua chapter 1, and verse number 1, and, and especially there in verse number 8, is found in following God by faith. Let's turn to Hebrews chapter 11. If you or I do not follow God by faith, if we don't come to the place of saving faith, we'll miss this kind of success. You know, Donald Trump, Gates, all those guys have found success in this world. There's no doubt about it. They've found success in this world. And I understand, again, that, that, that success that a lot of people want to go after is the success that they've found. They want to have riches and wealth, and they want to have power. They want to prestige they maybe want to have a position. I mean, imagine a guy like President Trump. I mean, riches. And he became the most powerful person in the world as President of the United States. I, I don't take that lightly to say he's, he was the most powerful person in the world. But the President of the United States is, is greater in power. And I'm not saying it by measuring because I like the United States. But... The president of the United States really has the most power of all the presidents or leaders in the world. He has the power to collapse. He has the power to change. He has the power of trade. He has the power of, think of the weapons of warfare. I mean, I think Chinese, Chinese might have great power, and I think the Russians have great power. But think of the effect of the power of the president of the United States. I mean, Trump had that power. Trump had riches before that. He was, again, in a, in a sense, a success. Anybody, again, who measures success, you know, he, no one will be able to take away from him he was president of the United States. Nobody will ever be able to take him. He was a man of riches or wealth. And I get that, and I understand that. But that's not the success that Christians should be striving for. In Hebrews chapter 11, you'll find a, 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 a great many of people, and again, I'm not going to read through the whole chapter, but a great many of people here in Hebrews chapter 11 that found success, and they are in the Hebrews Hall of Faith. 
they are found in the scriptures. If you read the Bible, they are there. Their names are there. Their achievements, they're there. Their faith, their floundering, their failures are there. But yet they all found success to some degree by faith. Let's read Hebrews 11 here, just a little bit of it. Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that through the word, uh, the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things that were seen were not made of things which do not appear. By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and he was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith it is impossible to please God, for he that cometh to God must believe he, that he is, and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Without faith it's impossible to please God. What if Bezos doesn't have faith in God? What if Donald Trump truly doesn't have faith in God? What if someone, again, of success in this world really doesn't have faith in God? Then, as the Bible says, they cannot please him. They can please the world. They can find fame in the world. They can find fortune in the world. They can find fun in the world. They can find notoriety in the world, but they cannot please God. God's desire for Joshua is that he would do and live out the faith to lead God's people in the promised land, and he would have to do that by faith. Again, you read on here, verse number 24, it speaks of Moses. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures of Egypt, for he had respect to the recompense of reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he dared to seeing him who is invisible. You know, Moses had the opportunity to be a man of great wealth, riches, power, prestige, the great Egypt, but he forsook it to be counted with the people of God, to suffer affliction with the people of God. And he saw it as greater riches. It mentions there in verse number 28 that by faith he kept the Passover, the sprinkling of blood, lest he be destroyed, that, uh, that lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith he passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians saying we're drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell. It mentions, uh, again, a number of guys here. And then the next verse, is, uh, verse 31, it mentions Rahab, a gal. Uh, verse number 32, Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel. And it mentions there, in verse number 33, their achievements, their success. They subdued kingdoms. They wrought righteousness. They obtained promises. They stopped the mouths of lions. They quenched the violence of fire. They escaped the edge of the sword. Out of weakness were made strong. They waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. It goes on and on and says this about them in conclusion. Verse number 39. And these all obtained a good report through faith. 
receive not the promise. Someone wants to find success. Faith in God, following God, is the way of success. Again, the world has their way of success, and you can pick the world's success. I'm not saying there's not success in the world. There definitely is. There's prosperity in the world. There's achievement in the world. There's recognition in the world. And you can find it if you'd like it there. Turn to Genesis chapter 39. But I'd rather be numbered with the people of God. I'd rather be like Moses that refused riches for righteousness. I'd rather be known as God, a guy who followed the Bible than someone, again, who followed the, the, the cares of this world, the riches of the world, the things of this world, that found prosperity in this world. Certainly, again, you can find, again, a name there. Certainly, you can find possibly a medal there. Certainly, you can probably find a statue there, left behind for you there. But again, even in that, that riches, wealth, whatever, will one day go away. Genesis chapter 29, uh, 39, sorry. Um, I'd like to look at a couple of people who found prosperity or, and, and found success following God. Genesis chapter 39, verse number 2, speaking about Joseph, it says, that the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian, and his master saw that the Lord was with him, that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. And Joseph found grace in his sight, and he served him. And he made him overseer over all his house and all that he had in the, he put in his hand. It came to pass that from that time that he made him overseer in his house and over all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sakes. And the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in his house and the field, he left all that he had in Joseph's hand, and he knew not all he had, save the bread that he did eat. And Joseph was a goodly person and well-favored. You know, Joseph is known as being a prosperous and successful individual in history and in life. Joseph, again, was, again, a person who had a real relationship with God. He trusted God. He followed God. He believed in God. He followed the ways of God. He certainly was a prosperous man. We could look at Joseph here today. He found good success. Let's turn to 2 Kings chapter 18. I go, go here forward here a little bit in the Bible, and I want us to consider another individual in the Bible <clears throat> that also I found, that found success. And his success was found, I believe, largely in trusting in the Lord. Again, his, his life was centered around trusting the Lord, following the Lord, being close to the Lord. And I just want to pick up here in 2 Kings chapter 18 and verse number 1 through verse number 3. It says, Now it came to pass in the third year of Hoshea, son of Elah, king of Israel, that Hezekiah, the son of Ahaz, king of Judah, began to reign. Twenty and five years old was he when he began to reign. And he waited uh, twenty and nine years in Jerusalem, his mother's name, also was Abai, and uh, the daughter of Zechariah did that which is right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that David, his father, had did. Verse 5, and he trusted in the Lord, his God, a God of Israel, so that after him was none like him among all the kings of Judah, 
nor any that were before him. For he clave to the Lord, and departed not from following him, but kept his commandments, which the Lord commanded Moses. And the Lord was with him, and prospered, and he prospered whithersoever he went forth. We can look at Hezekiah. But you certainly can see here in the Bible, just these verses show how he came to a place of success. Came to a place where, again, God looked down and said, this is a man who's prospered in this world. Prospered with God. Prospered in the things of God. Let's turn to 2 Chronicles chapter 20. You know, one can find success in so many places, but how many people truly find spiritual success? How many find, again, spiritual success in truly following God? Not following a religion, but having a real relationship with God, being saved by grace, converted, entering into the kingdom of God, believing the Lord, and then following him by faith. We sing that song that we're familiar with, again, you know, that we're going to follow him. Where he leads, I'll follow. Other songs we sing about fellowship. Second Chronicles chapter 20 and uh, verse number 20, we read about another guy. Again, I'm just going to just look briefly at him, too. Second uh, Chronicles chapter 20, verse number 20. He also, again, is mentioned here in the Bible in 20 as being someone who prayed under a very difficult time that came into their life and into the history of the nation there. In verse number 4, it says, Judah gathered them, them together to ask help of the Lord. So again, someone who was following the Lord. Not someone, again, who just talked about following the Lord, but he followed the Lord. He prayed to the Lord. He sought help of the Lord. And it says here in verse number 20 of this chapter, And they rose up early in the morning, went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe in his prophets, so shall ye prosper. See st stability in believing the Lord. You also see prosperity in following the Lord. And this, they certainly again found the success. Verse number 22, and when they began to sing praise uh, uh, to the Lord, set ambushments against the children of Amnon and Moab and Mount Seir, and they were against Judah, and they were smitten. There's certainly a good success in following the Lord by faith. You can see it in the Hebrews Hall of Faith. You can see it with Hezekiah and jo Joseph. And you can see it here with Jehoshaphat. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 8. What did God recognize? What does God show us mainly in the scriptures? He, so, he shows us both success and failure in the Bible. He, sees, he shows us both. He shows us the success of some who follow God and the failure of some who didn't follow, that, follow God. Think of the failure of the rich man who died, who had that poor beggar continually begging at his, his door there. In Luke chapter 16, he died with riches and wealth, but died without the righteousness of God. In Luke 16, he waked up with his eyes in hell. He was plagued by torments after death. Matthew chapter 8 here, verse number 5, we read also about someone... Again, who's noted for their great faith. Matthew chapter 8, verse number 5, it says, And when Jesus was entering Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion, beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lieth home, 
sick of the palsy, grievously tormented, and said unto him, I will come and heal him. And the centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, go, and he goeth, and to another, come, and he cometh, and to my servant, do this, and he doeth that. Then Jesus heard it. He marveled and said unto him, Verily I, ver, uh, verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not, in Israel. You know, what's, what's a measure of success that most people never think about? Faith. Great faith. Having faith in God. This man is mentioned as having great faith. Now, people wouldn't say, well, that's, I'd rather have great riches. I'd rather have great power. I'd rather have great fame. I'd rather have great this, that, or the other thing. I understand that. We can go after those things. Let's turn to Matthew 8 here, verse number 25. Again, on the, on the other side, in verse number 26, we can have a measure of little faith, or even worse than that, no faith. Verse 26, he said unto them, Why are you so fearful, O ye, of little faith? A person can have faith and, and see that faith as a measure of success. Achieving secular success, achieving worldly success, is something, again, that some will only find in life. Let's turn to Mark chapter 8. But our desire should not be, and the world's desire should not be, just to find success when it comes to the things of this world. You can find riches in this world, and riches are fleeting. You can find, again, fame in this world, and fame is fleeting. You can find a lot of different things in this world, and you'll find them to disappear over time. Mark chapter 8, verse number 36, For what shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? You can gain it all, you can get it all, anybody can gain it all and get it all, so to speak, and let yet lose their own soul first step to spiritual success is a life of faith in following God. Joshua had that. Turn back to Joshua chapter 1. He had a life of following God. He had a, a life of following after Moses. He was his minister to begin with. He became a great leader, military leader and spiritual leader after that. But again, it's all connected with his faith in God. Joshua chapter 1, verse number 2, it says, And Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. What is success? It's growth. It's growth. Moses was a servant to begin with. He grew to become a leader. And he needed to grow in his faith, and he needed to grow as a believer, verse number six, it says, be strong and of good courage. You know, if he was strong, he wouldn't have to say be strong. But he says there, be strong and of good courage, for unto this people shall thou divide inheritance for the land that I swear unto thy fathers. Only thou be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee, turn not unto the right hand to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. 
What was he to do? He was to grow in his closeness to following the commands of God. He was to grow in his closeness to being closer to what God wanted for him. He wanted him to be stronger spiritually. He wanted to be more mature spiritually. And really that's where success is. It begins with simple faith in God, but grows with maturity. Let's turn to 2 Peter chapter 1. Someone, again, might find success. Spirit success. They come to the place of salvation. You found success. You found and, and achieved, again, one of those things that God would have for you to find faith in God. First Peter here, <clears throat> chapter 1, after Hebrews, James, you have the book of Peter, First Peter, chapter 1, verse number 5 through verse number 9. Every Christian needs to grow in the Lord. Joshua's faith needed to grow. He needed to step up and step in and do what God would have him to do. Again, he wanted, again, him to be now a spiritual leader for God's people. He would need to study the Bible to know exactly what God would have to do and not to turn from one side or one place to another place. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse number 5, it says, who, who are kept by the power of God, through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed to last, uh, last time. Wait, wait a second. Second Peter. I'm, I'm in First Peter. I'm reading the wrong um, reference there. Second Peter chapter 1, verse number 5. And besides this, give all diligence. Add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and the brother kindness, charity, for if these things be in you, they may make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Their success, adding to your faith. Add to your faith virtue, knowledge, temperance, patience, godliness, brotherly kindness, charity. What is success? It's growing in character, it's growing responsibility. It's growing to become what God would have you to do. It's manifesting the graces of God here. Again, go from a place of faith to virtue, to knowledge, to temperance, to patience, to godliness, to brotherly kindness, to charity. And these are devout in us that we be fruitful and not barren. Let's turn to Psalm chapter 119. One of the things, again, God told Joshua to do was to get into the word of God. Get into the word of God so he would be doing the will of God. And this would lead to his success. Psalm 119 here, verse number 28. The Bible says, My soul melted for heaviness. Strengthen thou me according unto thy word. How would he get strong? Strong through the word of God. Strong through believing in the word of God. Strong through believing in God. Spiritual strength is gained to some degree by the word of God. The Bible, Bible reading, Bible study, Bible memorizations, these things can help us to become a spiritual success. Let's turn to uh, 2 John. Let's just go forward here. I'm going to take us back to Joshua there. But he was told to go forward, to go over this Jordan in Joshua chapter 1, verse number 2. Again, as we think about success, success is taking steps in, in following and going forward in the steps that God would have us to go in. 
I mean, the steps for Joshua were certainly, again, the ones that would challenge his faith and the faith of uh, God's people, but he was to just go forward for God. He was to take that, that, <clears throat> that courage and go forward, go over Jordan by the strength and power of God. He was to go in the direction of God. He was to follow the will of God. Where do you see success? Well, let's look at 2 John, uh, just one chapter, verse number 1 through 4. The Bible says, The elder unto elect lady and her children, whom I love in the truth, and not I only, but all they that have known the truth. For truth's sake, which dwell in us, shall be with us forever. Grace be with you, mercy and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ and the Son of the Father in truth and in love. I greatly uh, rejoice greatly that I found thy children walking in the truth as we have received commandment of the Father. I rejoice greatly seeing my children walk after the truth. Joshua was called to walk after the truth. This truth is now new and it was real for him. Let's turn to Joshua chapter 8. I just want to skip forward here a little of the Bible. His faith was one of advancement, one of forwardness, one of doing the will of God, continuously seeking to do what God would have him to do. He failed and lapsed in faith at one time, but he went forward after this. Joshua chapter 8 in verse number 1, he spiritually advanced. He continually overcome different things that came into his life and into the life of God's people. I want to pick up here in Joshua chapter 8, verse number 3. It says, so Joshua rose and all the people wore to go against Ai. And Joshua uh, chose out 30,000 uh, men of valor and sent them away by night. And he commanded them saying, behold, you shall Lie in wait against the city, even that city. Go uh, not far from the city and be all ready. I and all the people that are with me will approach on the city and it shall come to pass when they shall come against it at, at the first and we will flee before them. For they will come out after us till they have drawn them out from the city for they will say they flee from us as they at the first. Therefore we will flee before them uh, then we shall rise up from ambushments and seize upon the city, for the Lord our God will deliver it in our hands. And it shall be, when ye have taken the city, that ye shall set the city on fire, according to the commandment that the Lord shall do. See that ye I command you. Joshua therefore sent them <clears throat> forth, and they went to lie in ambush and abode between Bethel and Ai, on the west side of Ai. Uh, but Joshua... It says, but Joshua lodged that night with the, among the people, and Joshua rose up early in the morning, and numbered the people and went up, he and all the elders of Israel before Ai, and all the people, even the men of war, and were with him, and went out and drew nigh, and came unto the city, and pitched on the north side of Ai, now therefore in the valley between them and Ai. And he took about 5,000 men and sent them to lie in, in ambush against Bethel and Ai on the west side. And when they had set the people, even the host was in the north of the city, the liars in the way, in the west of the city. Joshua went that night in the midst of the valley. It goes on, it says a number of different things. It says in verse number 17, I just want to skip down here. And there was not a man left of Ai or Bethel that went not after Israel. And they left the city open and pursued after Israel. And the Lord said unto Joshua, stretch out thy spear that is in thy, in thy hand toward Ai, and I'll give it into the hand, and, and Joshua stretched out his spear that was in his hand at the city. 
And the bushes arose quickly out of that place. And they ran as soon as they had stretched out the city. And they entered in the city. And they took and hastened and set the city on fire. And when the men of Ai behind, they saw, they behold, the smoke of the city ascended. They began to flee uh, this way and that way. And the people that fled into the wilderness turned back under the pursuers. And when Joshua and all the Israel saw that the bushmen had taken the city, that the smoke of the city ascended, they turned again and slew all the men of Ai. Again, you see here, again, him following God's will, God's way. And again, it was unusual, I understand that. But in the end, in verse number 30, I just want to notice this, then Joshua built an altar on the Lord, God of Israel at Ebal, and, and Moses, the servant of of the Lord command the children of Israel, as it is written in the book of the law of Moses, an altar of whole stones over which no man had lifted up in iron. And they offered thereupon burnt offerings to the Lord and sacrificed peace offers. He wrote thereupon the stones of the copy of the law of Moses. He wrote on the presence of the children of Israel. Why I show you this, verse number 30? Because he's doing what God would have him to do. Exactly. Slay the people, and he sets up this memorial. After it's all said and done. He is doing what God would have him to do. He is finding spiritual success as he's going forward and doing the will of God. Again, you'll see again in his life, times where again he may lapse in faith and then he lacks the success maybe he would maybe have. Let's turn to Joshua chapter 11, verse number 15. But if you look at the life of Joshua, he was one again who heard what he's supposed to do. And he began to do what he was supposed to do. And God blessed him in this doing of what he did. Joshua chapter 11, verse 15, it says, And the Lord commanded Moses, his servant, so did Moses command Joshua, and so did, did Joshua. He left nothing undone of all that the Lord commanded Moses. You see, did Joshua find success? Yes, he found success in faith. He found success in growth. He found success in advancement. He found his success, finally, in his dedication to the Lord. Let's turn to Joshua chapter 22. i just go look at this briefly, and we'll close here today. Joshua cha chapter 22. His dedication was to the Lord. He had a life dedicated to the Lord. He desired for others to follow the Lord. He encouraged others to, to exercise faith in the Lord. And again, I believe he found good success in all this. Joshua chapter 22, verse number 5. The Bible says, and Joshua said here, he says, But take diligent heed to the commandment of the law, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, charged you, to love the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, to keep his commandments, and to cleave unto him, and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. Encourage God's people to do that. Love the Lord. Serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. Joshua chapter 23. Came to the end of his life. And he found success. And he was a success. Joshua 23 verse number 1. It came to pass a long time after that the Lord had given rest to the children of Israel. From all about their enemies that Joshua waxed old and stricken in age. Skip to verse 3. And ye have seen all that the Lord your God hath done unto all the nations because of you. For the Lord your God is he that fought for you. He certainly gave credit to the Lord for helping all the things he did. 
Look at verse 6, what he says. Be therefore very courageous to keep and to do all that is written in the, in the book of the law of Moses, that you turn not aside from the right hand or to the left when you come among these nations, these that remain, neither they mention the name of their gods nor swear by them, neither serve them, but cleave, verse 8, to the Lord your God, as you have done unto this day. Verse 11, take good heed therefore unto yourself that you love the Lord your God. Encourage them to love God, to follow his commandments, to do as he was told to do. And then if you turn to Joshua chapter 24, probably the most famous verses that come out of the book of Joshua, found here in Joshua 24, verse 14 to 15, we see Joshua's challenge to the next generation. Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and truth and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve ye the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your father which you served on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whom slam you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Success, good success, is found in faith in God, growth, spiritual growth, advancement, and true dedication to God. These are all found in Joshua. Let's turn back, if you would, to Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1. Spiritual success is something you can obtain. It's something you can follow after. It's something that anyone can achieve in life. Will you find power? Will you find riches? Will you find popularity and wealth? Or will you have the skill to find maybe some kind of achievement or some kind of thing? Maybe. But here we can find good success. Joshua chapter 1 and verse number 7 through verse number 9. Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant command me. Turn not to the right hand or to the left that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, then the, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written thereof. Uh, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. I want to close here this morning, but I want to ask you a question. Have you found the first step of success? Do you have faith in God? Are you following God? Let's close as we consider the word of God here this morning.